Learn about the incredible experience of sensory deprivation through floating at Awaken Float Lounge in Orange. The feeling of reduced stress is immediate and will renew your body and mind like no other experience available today. Floating is a revolutionary therapeutic experience that offers a natural place for relieving pain, improving sleep, and resetting the balance for mind and body while floating in 10 inches of water and 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt. The temperature of the water is set to skin temperature, making it nearly impossible to distinguish the water level and connection to the body. The silence and darkness allow the mind to drift into the deepest possible state of relaxation, enabling one to experience the positive effects of deep meditation without effort while healing and detoxifying the body. Located in Orange, California, Awaken Float Lounge is a premier state-of-the-art facility starting at just $45 a float. So call 714-805-9955 or go to awakenfloatlounge.com. This is Scott Ware of the Wherewithal Podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm the publisher and editor of Radiance Magazine, Integrative Wellness at its Best, which is at radiancemagazine.org and in print at over 600 Southern California locations. Today, my guest is Donna Bond, a professional life and business coach. Um, Donna offers inspiring workshops and transformative in-depth coaching programs. And she's a graduate of USM, where she earned her master's in spiritual psychology Donna's work centers on serving individual transformation of consciousness, helping clients transform the world around them from the inside out. Welcome, Donna. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Scott, for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Me too. Um, so you transfer people from the inside out. Why not start from the outside in? Isn't it easier <laughs> that way? Change how what they're dressed in? and. <laughs> uh, yes, the continued expansion. Yes. Um. Yeah, it starts from the inside because life is a mirror and everything that's happening in our life is reflecting back to us what's going on inside of us. Mm. And we all grow up with this false belief that we have to control everything outside of us so that things will go our way. But it's actually uh, incorrect mm. that if we change what's happening inside of us, then the world around us will reflect back to us something different. It just sounds easier if just other people would change, life would be so much better for us. I know, right? <laughs> wouldn't that be wouldn't that be easy? Right. They would just do what we want, what we say. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some examples of some instances where you've helped people transform their lives from starting from the inside out? Where do you begin? Which part of the inside? So um, as you know, I work, I coach using the principles and practices of spiritual psychology, which uh, is a technology or a modality, if that's how you want to think about it, sure. that teaches us that everything that's happening in our life is happening for our growth, our learning, and our upliftment. And basically, life is a classroom. And the things that upset us or disturb our peace are really opportunities for us to heal the imbalances that we have inside of us. And when we can heal those imbalances inside of us, then those things outside of us don't cause us to be upset or knocked off our kilter or imbalanced. Um, I studied under Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick at the University of Santa Monica. That's where I earned my master's in spiritual psychology with an emphasis in consciousness, health, and healing. Okay. And really the idea is this, that our true essence as divine spiritual beings having a human experience is that, that the energetic of who we are is pure divine love. And anything that isn't pure divine love mm -hmm. is not our true nature. So what Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick say is that by doing the emotional work 
of looking at some of the things that are imbalanced or out of balance rather in our consciousness, we are really removing the blocks Mm-hmm. That keep us from knowing ourselves as divine love. So you mentioned two or three things there I want to ask you about. But the first thing, if we go back to the classroom, if people really stop, it seems to me, based on what you said, that if people really stop and consider that life is a so you say life is a classroom, it, and I've heard that it just it that doesn't sound as much like that much fun to me. Like, mm-hmm. but it's a fun classroom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the kind of classroom we traditionally think of. Mm-hmm with rows of desks and sitting there because <laughs> the rows of desks that happened only after a certain point. Um, but if we could really get, I guess that everything is, as you say, for our growth and expansion, then we could stop thinking of the other things we think life is, which is sort of the trap or the conditioning of, um, I got to get that car. I got to get that career. Got to get that retirement account. Got to do, do, you know, the house, all those things. That's not what life is about. It's the other thing. So if we do that, probably if you can get someone there, they're probably a lot more coachable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just processing what you're sharing. Co- being coachable is about willingness mm-hmm. and commitment. And um, seeing our life as an opportunity for our learning is also opening a door to our expansion and to our uh, ability to rise up and touch into the divinity that we are, to experience that energetic love Mm. that we are. And so not everybody wants to do that, right? Not everybody is interested in that or... Um, but they don't know it's possible. They don't... Right. Because that's an awesome... The, what do they say? We're, we're not so much afraid of failing as we are of our own light, our own greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our radiance. I love that, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> our radiance. That's actually my personal wish for the world is that every single person could experience their own divinity, their Mm. own magnificence of their true essence. And in order for that to happen, it does require that we shift our perspective um, and rise above some of these like worldly things that you're talking about, how mm. we we all get caught up in chasing the destination, you know, the, the car, or the house or the money or the job or whatever it is, because we think that that is what is going to provide us mm. with the joy and the fulfillment that we seek. And I, and I recently wrote about the hero's journey. And the funny thing is, we've seen a million movies where the hero gets the, the heroine gets what they think they want. And in the end, they sometimes even don't want it anymore because they're a changed person from the journey. Right. They're looking for something else, but they got what they needed. Yeah. And we don't, we watch these movies over and over and over and we don't learn that it is about the journey. We say it's about the journey, but we don't live like it's about the journey. Why do you think that is? I'm here to ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> you may answer that question. Why is it? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's a straight answer. I mean, the way that I lived my life, Mm. I experienced exactly what you're talking about. Mm. I had a high-powered corporate career as a marketing executive in hospitality. I was making a lot of money. I was working for a really prestigious company. You know, I'm married to the man of my dreams. I live in a beautiful home in an amazing part of the country. And, you know, it looked like on the surface... I had it all and I was totally miserable. Mm. And I think part of that was because of the word fulfillment, of the idea of fulfillment and really what fulfillment is. And it's not something that I could have put my finger on before when I was in that life Mm -hmm. because it really eluded me why I was so unhappy because Mm -hmm. society says if you get all these things, then you should be happy. You should be living a a great life. Um, Well, and Jim Carrey, who's a multimillionaire many times over, said 
he wishes everyone could get rich like he is so that they could see the happiness isn't there. Right. No. Yeah. Wow, that's brilliant. I've never heard that before. But it's but it's so true. No. You know, um so that fulfillment for me really got discovered when I started making a contribution to the world, to mm. other people, to society, to um, things that I found were more meaningful and that really made a difference. But in order for me to get to there, I had to slow down. Mm. And I think this is a really important piece of the secret sauce. Because you wrote about this on your website, donabond.com, about slowing down for the review or something like that. Yeah, I think it was like slow the F down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, slowing down for me has been revelatory mm. because I was always the person in the office who like, I didn't hang out at the water cooler. I didn't chat it up with anybody. Like I didn't hang out or, you know, take a long lunch or socialize with anybody because I was too busy. I was yeah. the busiest person that I knew. Right? right. And I really equated that busyness with importance. Yeah. Like I really believed that the busier I was, the more important I was, or the more successful I was, or the more, I don't know, the more important I was, especially in that corporate arena. Well, it came from childhood, probably. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Because in my house growing up, if you weren't doing something, mm -hmm. then you didn't get any attention. You didn't get any acknowledgement. You didn't get any love right. unless you were like doing something. Right. So I really wow. grew up with this whole idea of like, if I do something, then I'll be seen, you know, mm. then I'll be acknowledged. And yeah, I absolutely brought that with me as I was growing up and, and into my career. So you probably attract a lot of clients like that who are in that situation, who are on the, the in the doing cycle. For sure. And are not fulfilled in their lives. For sure. Okay. I mean, I, I think that that is absolutely my ideal client is someone who has a lot of worldly accomplishments, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, they have successful careers. They have families. You know, they've got toys. They've made some money. Um, and they're really sort of waking up and saying, what is my life about? Why am I here? What are we doing here? Yeah. Who is this person in my bed? Who are these children? Like, what is it all about? So bringing it back to this idea that life is a classroom, you know, I heard Gary Zukoff mm. first talk about this um, when I read his book, The Seed of the Soul in 1989. And it just resonated with me at such a deep level that like, of course, this gives purpose and meaning to our existence, yep. right? It's like, we're all here trying to ascend, trying to awaken, trying to enlighten ourselves with a higher perspective on our life. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that every single person on this planet is doing that. And they're, we're all doing it you know, to different degrees. Right. And you and I are really lucky that we have careers and professions and circles of influence where we get to look at consciousness all the and time. all the time, like what it is and how it works mm -hmm. and, you know, why do we want to take it higher? Um, you know, there's many, many, many people on this planet that will never do that right. in this life. Well, I, I think sometimes about uh, things I write um, on Facebook or in the magazine, Radiance, that you know, as far as like saying, I love you more in life, something, something like simple like that. And then I think, well, we run in tribes where uh, we're around a lot of people where that's acceptable, but in a lot of offices <laughs> that just wouldn't fly. It's just not the, the corporate culture. And yeah, people, yeah, go ahead. I just, I love that you're bringing this forward yeah. um, because I think that it's our job as light workers, mm -hmm. as, um, Part of the people who are helping society wake up to the idea that there, that life is about more than the destination, yep. that it is about the moments that we connect with each other. Mm -hmm. It's about slowing down and noticing 
this incredible energy that runs through all of us. Mm -hmm. It's about deeply listening to someone and holding a space for them that says without words, you matter and I care that you're here. And bringing love into the corporate arena, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's super scary, right? Because it doesn't belong there. So we think, and it's kind of our job to like stand Mm. for what we believe and in our truth, as scary as it is, even though we feel like we're going to be ostracized and, you know, burned at the stake or hung or whatever it is. That was a a vestige of, of old thinking on my part in my evolution. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I think that's part of the hero's journey. Right. That is part of how we walk our walk is um, having the courage to to be who we are, to stand up for our truth, um, even when it seems like we're the only one. Right. Like we might be out on a limb. We're the only one. and can we do that? It feels like that sometimes when you are speaking from the heart, you're, you know you're in alignment, but you're in a situation where you're not feeling it from others, whether it's online or in person. And you just it takes a little practice to just know and be comfortable and be in that place, knowing that you just have to be in that kind of situation where a lot of people are closed off or afraid to um, collaborate or uh, contribute to that for fear of what others around them will think. So I think that's a projection, Okay. right? Like I think that is something that you're holding in your consciousness or or I'm holding or whoever's holding and that we project that out into our experience because if it wasn't an issue, then you wouldn't be having that experience. And this connects back to like transforming things from the inside out, right? It's like, we then are holding a belief somewhere in our consciousness that we're not enough or people don't agree with us or, you know, we're separate. But doesn't it help to know how people are, what they're probably experiencing because we've been there? Isn't it valid to hold some space for that, to acknowledge and work with that as opposed to, simply being a certain way without hearing or, or, or being with that other person. I mean, you wouldn't just deliver the same news to every person in the same way. You would take into account where they are. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But what do you bring with you? Sure. Like into that exchange or into that conversation or into that union? Because right. if you bring with you this you know, negative in- idea that, we're separate and that right. what I'm sharing won't be heard or seen by them. Sure. Um, Fear. Then chances are that's the experience that we'll end up having. Exactly. If you're bringing fear instead of love, for instance. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So um, I had a really big, um, a big deal for me personally in my life a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was invited to work with a company in Las Vegas who um, is an advertising agency, marketing and advertising and PR agency. Okay. And the CEO walked me around in this corporate environment and introduced me as her spiritual coach. And I Mm. was so delighted personally with that. Like it was so much fun to be able to take that into a corporate space, a corporate arena. And I just like so acknowledge this woman who is a forward thinker and she's really trying to bring more love and more compassion and more connection and caring and openness into her workspace and her company um, in an industry that has been, you know, typically really cutthroat and really sort of um, not that, if that makes sense. It does. It's funny. I feel myself getting a little emotional because I'm I'm taking your coaching that you, you you've been essentially giving me here, which I love, or I've been taking it as coaching, and uh, yeah, 
What's the emotion? I guess it's so bringing the love and make sure the love is there and holding space for love and not worrying what they're thinking, even under the guise of, oh, I want to know, I want to make sure I know where they are. So I'm addressing them. But yeah, like you said, bringing something else with that. And so that's something I'm going to take a look at because, yeah, it was kind of coming in under the guise of, well, I'm holding space and reaching that person where they are, but am I, or how much is a projection? So that's a really good thing to, to monitor. And this is something a coach can do. Yeah. You know, this is so, this is such an interesting conversation. Um, I have been, um, I don't want to say accused. That's like not the right languaging, but in my coaching programs, several of my instructors have outwardly asked me like, do do I have an agenda Mm. instead of meeting people where they're at, which is, I think what you're articulating, what you're describing. And this has caused me great reflection on many levels Mm. um, for myself as a coach. And, you know, Certainly, my intention is to be inclusive, to um, invite people to want to expand their own horizon in a way. And I would never want to come across as, you know, being pushy or righteous or my way is the only way. You want people to see their own magnificence. That's. Yeah. 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 And in that, I. I want to invite them into this place. I want to invite them up to the top of the mountain right. where you can see forever and you just feel like singing at the top of your lungs. Mm. And so I want to like grab their hand and take them with me up to right. the top of that mountain. And I want to just start singing because I want to show them how fun it is yeah. and how great it feels. And, and if they want to sing with me, then that's amazing, right? right? And and then there's harmony and synergy and magic and the moments that life is made up of. And if they don't, mm-hmm. that's okay, right? right? Like that's okay too. And I don't feel bad about that. Right. I don't feel bad about that. But I You, you held know, the space and you, you know. Yeah. The the longer that I'm on my own journey, the more willing I am to like stand in my own truth mm-hmm. and share my own truth regardless of what anybody else might think about it. Right. Perfect. Well, you mentioned magic a moment ago. One of the testimonials I'm reading about, I see about you says, Donna, there are many wonderful life coaches, knowledgeable, compassionate, competent, helpful. Donna belongs in a very small subset of that group, the rare and magical. Working with Donna has been a life-changing experience, an eye-opening journey, which has helped me discover who I am and who I would like to become. Mm. And she's uh, looks like an executive in client relations. Um, so it must be very gratifying for you to help someone get to that point where they're, sounds like she's on the top of the mountain with you. <laughs> you know, um, it's interesting that you're sharing this Um yeah, this this is an amazing woman, and she has been through um, an incredible journey, some incredible struggles in her life, and she's taking another pass around the spiral, as I like to say. Okay. Um, you know, in the same way that you talk about like destinations that we want to reach with physical world achievements or accomplishments. I think sometimes when we're on a spiritual path or, you know, we're into personal development or awakening, raising our consciousness, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. sometimes we have this false notion that like there's an end to it. Right. And so I'm here to tell you that there isn't. Right. (laughs) Right. It never ends. And we have. And we never get there. Right. Because there's no place to get to. There is no place to get to. We (laughs) have this misunderstanding Mm. that our growth is linear, right? And that there's like this clear starting place and this clear ending place. And there isn't. Like that doesn't really exist. And the way that I think about our growth or our expansion Mm. or our evolution Mm -hmm. is that it's on a spiral, 
And the spiral ah. just keeps going out. And we keep taking laps around the spiral. And every time we take another lap around the spiral, we bring with us everything we learned on the lap before that. And right. so we go around the spiral and we get a little bit higher and we have a little bit of a different perspective. And we've, you know, we've learned some lessons and we've, we've got some tricks in our bag, but we're going to keep taking laps around the spiral and we're going to keep expanding because life is seeking to express itself through us. Right. And so for that to happen, it's it's evolutionary, right? Like it never ends. It just keeps going around and we keep going around the spiral. And this woman, it's just interesting, like synchronistic that you're bringing her, bringing forward her testimonial because she's taken another lap around the spiral right, right now. And, and, I, what, and I just want to send yeah. her love and wow. light because she's going through a really hard time and I really care about her. Well, and I love her and she's so strong and I want her to remember how strong she is. And I'm just, I'm sending this love out to you right now to remember that you are incredible and you can do anything. <laughs> you can do anything and just reach for that light that's inside of you and shine it, shine it bright and shine it on and know that you are loved and you are held. That's beautiful. Um, I remember crying with you when I had a coaching session with you, you were offering um, uh, consultations or a, a coaching, um, I'm sorry, a discovery session. That's right. And uh, you offer a certain amount of those every month. I understand something like that. Yeah. I don't really limit it. You know, um, my intention is that I am brought together with people who are serious about their growth and their expansion. Um, and I also know, you know, part of the reason why I do that is my service mm -hmm. to the world. Yep. Um, and I will continue to do that for as long as I can. Sure. But I also believe that if you're going to enter into a coaching relationship with someone that you want to have an experience with them. You know, yeah. you want to know them. You want to feel the vibe and make yeah. sure we're going to have some synergies together. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that is a great opportunity for both parties yep. to, to, you know, experience that. Because I too, like, this is my life experience. And yeah. I want to coach people who want to expand yeah. their lives, right. you know, like <laughs> people who are motivated, who are mm -hmm. willing and committed to their own growth. Right. And yeah, it, just in that, in that session, um, at your, uh, at your office in San Clemente or Mission Viet? San Clemente. San Clemente. Um, it was a little bit of a drive, but it was so mm -hmm. worth it. And on the way back, I remember just thinking about all the things we talked about and where I got emotional and it was so powerful and helpful. Thank you. Helpful. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. It was amazing. Um, that's always my intention that whatever transpires in a session that my client walks away feeling like they got something out of it for absolutely. themselves. Something they can use. Totally. Yeah. Um, what you were talking about before about coming back around the spiral, again, the spiral there's that one of my fav favorite quotes from T.S. Eliot, we shall not cease from exploration and the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. husband um, actually has a painting called The Day Nemotu's Ship Came In. And it's of this elephant sitting on a bench looking out onto the ocean and there's this big ship coming in. So I'm very familiar with that quote. Right. Um yeah, and it should be noted that your um, husband's style of painting is magic surrealism, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so a 
elephant sitting on a bench right. makes a little more sense now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for pointing Beautiful. that out. Beautiful paintings uh, that he's featured at the, um, the festival of arts festival of arts Laguna beach. Yeah. yeah every, every year. summer, uh, July and August. And people can check out that painting actually um, on paulbondart.com. Paulbondart.com. Okay, great. But I love, I love the quote and mm-hmm. I, um, you know, do you remember like, when you were 15 or 16, do you feel like you're like inside you're very different from when you were 15 or 16? Well, the excitement is, is the same. I think when things are going great and you're excited about something you're, that you're doing. I mean, I think there's a through line for that. Is that what you mean? No, I think like this idea of arriving back to where we started and like oh. knowing ourselves for the very oh, yeah, first no. time. Yeah. Well, it's like you, they say you can't go home again because it's, it's different. When you go back to your elementary school, everything looks tiny. You can't believe you thought it was this huge place. Um, but what about inside? Like, what about who you are inside? Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, you know, you have new life experiences that shape you. Yeah. I, I, my experience is that like, I knew who I was at a young age. Like when I was 16 or 17 years old, like I had this sort of, I don't know, high priestess, this, um, light worker, you know, that I knew I wanted to help people and connect to people. And I loved all things spiritual and I loved psychology Mm -hmm. and I loved metaphysics and I was like a junkie for it, you know, like I couldn't get enough of it. And, but I didn't believe that that's who I could be or what I could do in this life because I had all this programming that you had to like, you know, go to college and get a real job and get married and buy a house and, and all the stuff that we're taught. But when I think back, it's like, that's who I was from the very beginning. And I somehow like lost myself and fell yes. asleep. Yes. Yes. I see what you're getting at now. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. And and I think back and yeah, I always wanted to write. I always wanted to make a difference with the written word for some reason. Ooh. I, I don't know why. I like one-on-one. I like this. I like this kind of conversation also. Um, but yeah. Are you writing? I am. Good. <laughs> I am. And, but it reminds, it reminds me I could do more and in, in other areas uh, that make a difference. Um, so you also talk about on, in the, the blog posts on your website, that um, we need to take little or big act. We, we need to take action. You mean little and big actions, I imagine, right? We need to do something to change what's happening. Because every night we go to bed and the same thing happens, even if we're wishing for something different would take place. But we're, we're going to continue that cycle until something, until, like on a bicycle, someone sticks a stick in the spokes <laughs> to stop, you know. And unfortunately, it feels like that in life when life does it to us. Yeah. But we don't want to wait for life to do it to us if possible. Yes, I love that. Um, we've all we've all toppled on our bicycles, haven't we? Yes. Um, I love what you're bringing forward, Scott. This is actually, um, you know, who I think explained this the best uh, is Steve Chandler, who is a master coach. He wrote a book called The Prosperous Coach for any coaches that might be listening. Okay. Um, and I model my practice after his recommendations. Um, But anyways, he has these amazing distinctions. And one of the distinctions that he talks about is information versus transformation. Mm. And you and I, I think you could totally relate to this, right? Mm -hmm. We... We've read a lot of books. Mm -hmm. We've attended a lot of seminars. Mm -hmm. We go to workshops. You know, we have coaches. That's information. We get a lot of information when we engage in that. We feel feel very knowledgeable. We do. We feel very (laughs) knowledgeable. And nothing in our life 
really changes when we only engage with the information. Up in our heads, yeah. Right. So what invites transformation is engagement with life. It requires us to engage with life. It requires us to take action because Mm -hmm. when we take action, then life gives us feedback. And when we get that feedback, we can begin to make different choices about how we live our life. The universe is going to either open its doors for us in confirmation that the direction that we're going in is the right direction, or maybe it will put obstacles in front of us and nudge us perhaps in a different direction. But either way, this is where we really begin to peel back the onion, like is when we're engaging, when we are taking action and getting feedback. So- um, when I was writing screenplays, one of the instructors said, you know, almost every movie could be called for love or money. <laughs> <laughs> That's always what, what it usually is about. And it's, it strikes me that a lot of people who want transformation in their life, although that sounds like such a powerful world like radiance, you know, tra- that they can, well, there's not transformation available for me. I'm in this situation. And if I, if I move one step out of it, my world crumbles that I know, even if it's an uncomfortable world, it's the world I know. And I'm familiar with. So love and money actually intersects when, let's say you're in a relationship, you're in a marriage and you're in a job you don't like, or you don't like, you you like it enough, but it just, it's not that satisfying. Maybe you could do better, you think, but it's okay. You can do it and continue doing it for another month, another year, another 10 years, maybe. Although that thought doesn't sound good, but 10 years later, you look back and you just did it for another 10 years. You blinked and there went the 10 years. So, but if you're in a relationship and let's say you want to try and make a change, you want to take an action, but the action affects the love in your life and the money in your life at the same time. It's an interesting crux that, that people are find themselves trapped at because the, the spouse is like, well, I'm, I'm used to this sort of thing. I'm used to a certain way of life and I'm used to you being the way you're being. We've, we've got to this point and created this. Why are you threatening to kick a leg out from under or put a spoke in the wheel well, I, I don't know. I'm not happy. And then, then maybe someone has a heart attack or, they, or something, some illness happens, which maybe they don't connect to their situation, but it keeps happening until maybe they figure out that is connected. Um, what do you recommend people do in that situation where, yeah, they they would like a better, a, something different. They've been in the same job for 10 years and, and 10 years ago it was fine. Three years ago, six months ago it was fine, but now it's not. For whatever reason, they're a different person. But it would mean pulling a Jenga block from near the bottom. Yeah, I really hear you. Should they pull one from near the top or or should they play a different game other than Jenga? Or Monopoly's involved? Um, This is such an interesting question. And uh, I really hear you. And I've been there, right? Like I walked away from a very high paying job Um, And I had no idea at the time that I was going to be a coach. I had no idea. I did not at all have a clear plan for that. When I quit, mm -mm, I did not have a plan. Yeah, I did not have a plan. Um, We had a little plan to make sure the mortgage was paid the next month and the month after. Well, so I hung out a shingle as a marketing consultant because that's what I knew. Okay. Um, Our ego needs to feel safe. Right. And our ego's primary MO mm-hmm. is safety, security, comfort, and control. Okay? okay. And so when we want to step out of our comfort zone, we get this inspiration. Our spirit is calling us to something different. Sometimes we don't even know what it is, right. but it's creating resistance against the situation that we are in. We have these pulls, you know, we have these uh, bursts of inspiration that we we get an idea about like something magnificent, but our ego can very quickly shut that down Mm -hmm. because it goes through all the logic. It wants logic. It wants a plan. It wants to know it's going to all work out. It wants to know every single step from A to Z. But it'll also say, who do you think you are anyway? It will do that as well. Yeah. So here's the thing. This is your life, right? And Mary Morrissey says, what we trade our time for, Hmm. we trade our life for. I mean, just think about that. 
What we trade our time for, we trade our life for. So some people get so paralyzed with their fear, they end up living a miserable life. They end up in a marriage that they don't want to be in. They end up in a job that doesn't make their heart sing, that doesn't bring them alive. And slowly, the longer that they stay in those positions, their spirit is dying. Well, yeah, but but it's but they change. That it's not that they took a job they didn't like. It's that people evolve, and we don't create. We don't allow the space for people to change and go. Oh, you know what? I'm ten years into this job. I, I actually I want to change, but we've set ourselves up with mortgages and, and situations and kids yeah. who need braces and things. There's not an allowance. So here's easy. how I think it works. Sure. Um, Creating an energetic blueprint for where you want to be, coming up with a vision for where you want to be, and having absolute clarity around what that is. And, you know, I think where people get tripped up is like they try to think about the specifics of the job or the company that they're going to go to work for. I say the hell with all of that. Like, what do you want to experience? How do you want to spend your time during the day? Do you want to be interacting with other people? Do you want to, you know, look out of a beautiful sunny window on a field of grass? Do you want to be in a high rise? Be on a beach. Do you want to be on a beach? Like, what is the experience that you want to have? And really tapping into all of your your senses to be able to describe that experience. Well, first, believe you can do that because a lot of people go, "I'm not even going to believe I can sit on a beach." But we know people. I mean, people have jobs where you can work on a beach. Indeed, they do. Indeed, they do. Um, So first coming up with this vision and then taking steps every day in the direction of that vision. Well, and steps will present themselves on their own in a way once you have the vision, right? I love that. Yes. All of a sudden, things start being illuminated that weren't there before. Exactly. Because you created with such depth and with that image. Yes. And the feeling. Of it as well? Yes. And and this is where, you know, connecting back to what you just said about believing, mm-hmm. we are so uh, programmed mm-hmm. and patterned with the beliefs that we were saddled with by our parents and our teachers and society and the government and our religions and, you know, you name it, our ancestors, everybody for hundreds of years have been telling us who to be, how to be, why to be. Mm-hmm. If we can push past all of that and really tap into what is in our own heart, Mm. we can give ourselves a sense of believing. Uh, We can give ourselves the, the space that there really is unlimited potentiality in every next moment that's going to tick by. And this is Mm. science. This is proven through quantum physics and quantum mechanics that there is the unlimited potential of everything all of the time exists all around us. And there's something called the observer effect, Mm -hmm. which is where the observer, meaning you or I, once we get involved in that situation, we bring with us all of our beliefs and those beliefs essentially influence the outcome of what's going to happen next. So um, in my women's retreat, one of the big sections that we talk about is how our beliefs create our world. Right. And, and I really like so believe that. But that, just for women that happens, you're saying? No, I'm saying it just happens. Sorry. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> well, maybe I'll have to, I'm going to open up my retreats to do men and women. Maybe we'll put that on the calendar for 2019. Um, but my point is our beliefs and what we bring mm. affect what's going to happen next. Right. Yeah. And, and so it, it'd be helpful to know what you're bringing. Yeah. What am I yes. here? Yeah. yeah. What baggage? And we all have it. It's just it's a part of the human condition to have it. Yeah. And that I think is what a lot of this work is about is really coming into more awareness, a greater level of awareness 
around what are the stories that I've been making up that are running my life? Right. Where are the limiting beliefs and the limiting ideas, the self-sabotage that's going on just under the surface? How do we get to that and look at it and see it, acknowledge it, love it? Mm-hmm. Um, because those are aspects of ourself. And for us to love all the aspects of ourself is how we fall in love with our wholeness, mm. with our allness. But right. it's like, it's being willing to look at some of those belief systems and say, gosh, this isn't even really true for me. Like, I'm just carrying this around because my great grandmother taught it to my grandmother, who taught it to my mother, who taught it to me. Right. And it's not even really true for me. Sure. And I've been operating my life according to this belief for all this time. Right. So let's bring it up for review. Well, and you do that. I want to read another testimonial. My time with Donna Bond not only put my life into action, but brought me a sense of peace and balance that opened my levels of loving and embracing my life beyond imagination. She commands a space of heart-centered knowing when you are in her presence while she taps into the depths of your inner being and assists you in expressing your unique best self. Donna is truly a beacon of light, and I feel so genuinely honored to have her insight. My light truly shines brighter after working with her. I'm going to tell you, whoever's listening to this, and if if they don't think, I better take advantage of uh, Donna's complimentary (laughs) discovery session. You know, anyone listening should do that. Obviously, if they're listening to you, you're hearing these testimonials, they're hearing how you comport yourself. And, and I mean, mine was amazing and, uh, I would recommend anyone do it. And it's amazing that you offer it. And, um, obviously you get, you know, well, talk for a minute though, about what it is like for a few minutes, um, about what it is like to have you as a personal coach. Um, it's really a partnership, right? It's a relationship. I am your partner in believing, and I will hold a space for, your vision, mm. even when maybe it's hard for you to do that. Right. <laughs> that sounds funny, but you would think we'd be able to hold our own vision. Yeah. And I, uh-huh. I, um, you know, I have one of, I think my special gifts is my ability to hold up the mirror for people, but to be able to do that in a really gentle and really loving way, mm. um, Unfortunately, we can't see our own blind spots. Right. And we all have blind spots. I have blind spots. I'm so grateful for the amazing coaches that I have worked with and that I continue to work with because this is how we expand is being willing to look at the blind spots. Because the blind spots are really anchors as well, right? What do you mean by that? Holding you back in life. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that word has been super popular for me today. Anchor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I I have to figure out why that is. I just I always pay attention to the serendipities sure. because they're so important. That's the way the universe is always speaking to us, and right. we're Take either note. paying attention to that or we're not. Um, and I think that's one of the other. Thank you for that coaching, though. Oh, Again, thank you. You just can't help it. It's great. You're just pull it to I think. Um, One of the other beautiful things that happens inside of a coaching journey with me is that people begin to hear the voice of their inner knowing, the voice of their higher self, the Mm. voice of their true authenticity, Mm. and invite that part of themselves into their life. And this is where the magic is. This is where the juiciness is Mm -hmm. and the joy and the fulfillment and the aliveness is in that aspect of ourself. And I help people sort of clear away the things that have been covering that up for so long. Amazing. Can you tell people how they can reach you? Donnabond.com. Um, There is an application on my website where people can go and uh, make their submission to do a complimentary discovery session with me. And there's all kinds of other readable information there, but DonnaBond.com, that's the best way to find me. Okay. And you do women's retreats a couple times a year? I do. Yeah. The next one, it's called Discover the Authentic You. 
I love it. It's a beautiful space. It's a beautiful, loving container. The women that have shown up for this every single time have been extraordinary. And I just am so humbled and in awe of the people that I get to work with, not just the women, but the men. You know, I am witness to people taking action and really making extraordinary shifts in their life. And Mm. it's just like, I fall in love Mm. with all my clients because I think they're so amazing, you know, and that is so cool to like be in a relationship like that with somebody where you just get to witness their transformation. It's pretty awesome. It's miraculous. It's pretty miraculous. Because you see what, you know what people are working through. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm giving a talk um, coming up in San Clemente at the Brophy Art Gallery in downtown San Clemente. It's a Thursday night in October, October 25th. Um, It's called Partnering with Your Authentic Self. And it's all about understanding the distinctions between the voice of our ego and the voice of our authentic self. Can you give a little clue, the difference between the two? Well, like I said before, our ego is interested in safety, security, comfort, and control. Right. And so anytime we're arguing in our own mind for something, if it includes safety, security, comfort, and control, that's our ego. And, you know, I just want to offer that if we can get the ego out of the front seat of the car and stop the ego from running our life. Right. This is the pathway into all of these wonderful things that I'm talking about, the love and the joy and the fulfillment Hmm. and the beauty in every moment, the juiciness of life, because those are all derivatives or um, the results of residing in the place of our authentic self, residing in that place of loving, the residing, residing in the place of our loving, the loving nature of who we are. That sounds like a great talk. It's in San Clemente and San Clemente is a great place to spend a little time anyway. It's a cool little town and uh, they can make a night of it. And yeah. It's, um, it's on a Thursday night, October 25th, 25th. And you also give a phone number on your website uh, where people can book sessions with you as well. Yeah. Um, that's 949-573-7708. And it's Donovan.com. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been great. Scott, thank you so much. It's been my privilege to be here. And thank you all for listening and keep spreading the love.